You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Um, For what is your Monday episode, what is your we have an official 53-man roster episode, we have almost a full practice squad, and we're in a game week. Uh, You know, we'll sit down less than a week from now, and we'll already be doing, you know, a post-game show after a week one game between the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, on Twitter, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs are open. You guys know anyway. you want to get in touch, your ideas, you know, more than welcome to hit me up over there. We're going to sit down today with Sports Illustrated, Mr. Pete Smith, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Um, Pete, this weekend, it's always been a flurry, and, you know, I – I, for one, I guess I was kind of guilty, you know, in it thinking that there still would be more activity, but obviously things are so much different now. So condensed with the way this is. And obviously anybody that was picked up over this weekend, you got your fingers crossed, you know, you're hoping you can get them even into the facility by Wednesday, only 17 claims go by, you know, uh, today, you know, for players that were cut over the weekend. Um, but the Browns are in. Look, it's an official 53-man roster. Um, they're going to carry two quarterbacks, which we thought was probably most likely going to be the deal. Um, the way the new practice squad is set up perfectly, you really shouldn't carry three you know, quarterbacks on you know, your active roster. It just makes no sense. Um, but I guess we'll start on the offensive side of the ball, Pete. I don't know if there was a ton of surprises. Maybe Evan Brown possibly could be one because we still don't know you know, where J.C. Treader is, um, there was the, you know, sh- uh, short dalliance with the five tight ends. Um, but also maybe that is why they did that, thinking if they cut him today, Farrell Brown, whichever one the fifth tight end turned out to be, and it was Farrell Brown, maybe it'll be easy, even easier to sneak him back in tomorrow. But, you know, Pete, on the offensive side of the ball, we're here. We're ready to go. We've got the moving parts. And, you know, essentially it's on to Baltimore. Yeah, so they they only kept nine offensive linemen. Um, I think that is an indication that J.C. Treader is pretty close. Uh, and then on building the Browns today, Nick Harris referenced uh, J.C. Treader was hurt. I don't know if that's just uh, poor wording on his part, but it certainly sounds like J.C. Treader's ready to go. I mean, they can use the practice squad to sort of activate somebody if need be, but uh, – at least for the moment, they're content with nine offensive linemen, which would at least active roster-wise, if Nick Harris is playing, only leave them with one interior guy on the inside and Evan Brown, who can play both guard and tack, or guard and center. Um, so I think that might be good news on the Treader front. Other than that, um, you know, if Alex if Alex uh, Taylor didn't get hurt, it sounds like he might have made the team. Um, it, the fact that he is he he was waived with injury. Um, I think it come, his injury reserve status becomes official tomorrow. Uh, but the only real surprise other than that to me was JoJo Natson because he's a punt returner and he doesn't do anything else. And I watched them try on the offense and it, it never took. So I thought they would go with something else there. It, it, I, I went with the 10th offensive lineman in Willie Wright, who's now on the practice squad with the Falcons, which is irritating. Uh, but other than that, it was pretty much, uh, you know, chalk for the most part. Um, and, you know, even the Farrell Brown thing was pretty much chalk. I, I think 
all that did was make it more likely that Farrell Brown's going to end up on the Browns practice squad. But if they need a tight end, I'd be more than happy to steal uh, Jared Pinckney from the Falcons practice squad uh, as vengeance for losing Willie Wright. I liked him coming out of the draft. He was undrafted, but he's a good blocker. Uh, so that would give them another true why. But uh, Damian Ratley didn't surprise me. He was hurt again. I mean, and they have two receivers that were obviously going to be there, that untouchable. They had two guys that are entirely for special teams. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones was really good, impressive as a rookie, uh, and could hopefully eventually be the punt returner. And then uh, the only wild card, I suppose, from that standpoint was Higgins, who was clearly the third best receiver when all was said and done. Um, And for anybody, like when we're talking about the offensive line here, um, just remember where the Browns offensive line ended up in week one last year. You had Robinson get tossed. Um, you know, a couple other guys got hurt and, you know, it, so it, it can dry up quickly. Um, of course, obviously we're hoping to have JC Tritter available for Sunday versus Baltimore. You certainly, this isn't a spot you want to put any rookie in, let alone a fifth round rookie in Nick Harris. We'll see. Um, and I do think it was kind of interesting that the media, when they were at practice today, the offensive line wasn't. They told the media, get out, um, you know, your time's up. And then the offensive line came out. So is there gamesmanship there? Uh, you know, what does this exactly mean with Treader? We're not really too sure. Um, the Ratley and Kaderil Hodge, they were, yes, they were battling for the same roster spot. Um, you know, I had told you guys I thought Natson was going to make it. I just don't think they're going to push Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, they're going to, you know, basically take it as it comes. This is the long game. Jojo Natson could be here for a week, could be here for maybe a month, and then maybe they'll gravitate to the point where there's, you know, going to be more importance otherwhere, you know, elsewhere, and, you know, then can maybe go ahead and start to, you know, do more with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, for me, tight end, Pete, I, I just thought Brown was the second best blocker of the crew, so I thought that was going to give him an opportunity. I do agree that this is probably why it was handled this way. Um, so they can just get him back, you know, hopefully tomorrow at four o'clock, stash him on the practice squad. And, you know, other than, you know, surprises offensively, I don't think there was really any. Um, I think we were both pretty compliment, uh, compliment, uh, complimentary to Dearness Johnson, the summer he had, and it looked like he had, you know, by a decent amount had, you know, pushed himself past Don Trail Hilliard. Right, and Dontrell Hilliard makes the practice squad anyway, as does Benny LeMay. I mean, they, they're not short on guys. It's weird because uh, it's like so many teams, basically, it's almost like the guys they went to camp with. It's just a question of whether you're on the 53 or you're on the practice squad because a lot of teams are pretty much intact as they were, you know, say a week ago. And that may be a product of not having preseason and not having tape sort of sent around. It may be uh, – you know, maybe maybe it's an impact of COVID. I, I don't know. I, I, it wouldn't stop me from claiming guys if I thought they were going to uh, – if uh, if I thought somebody was going to help me. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, so, it, you know, obviously you know, different. I mean, all of it is, you know, we knew it was going to be different. Um, the way this weekend went down, obviously, you know, vastly different, you know, than it's been, um, you know, in, you know, Labor Day weekends past – um, we got plenty more to get here, which we are going to do. We'll start. We'll talk about the defensive side of the ball. We'll hit on the practice squad a little bit here as well as we continue to roll on through. And folks, we're in season. We are six days away from facing the Baltimore Ravens. 
This season, this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every week, every game. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And if NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, recently paid, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films Archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never sleeps. Uh, now the defensive side of the ball, Pete. Obviously, you know, a couple of moves came down here through today. You know, the addition of uh, Vincent Taylor, Joe Jackson. Um, I, I don't know if either one of these, Pete, necessarily move the needle for me. Um, Ellie Anku, and it, it, you know, he, probably the same path for him as Farrell Brown had a strong summer and looked like the case was going to be made there for him. Uh, but you take the opportunity today, you bring in Taylor, um, you bring in Joe Jackson. So that D line is more to number of nine, which I thought was more of a more workable number. Eight just seemed like a little bit light to me. Um, the linebackers, obviously you're going to keep six and with, you know, Mac Wilson, you know, here for, um, but out. Um, the secondary, um, the secondary, I think cornerbacks kind of where it got a little bit weird because they were really, really deep. Um, but you know, obviously let's start here with, uh, you know, Taylor and Jackson, the two additions made today. Um, so I, you know, I, 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 ever since Andrew Billings opted out, I thought the nose position was sort of weak and neither Elianku or Daniel Quale did anything for me. Um, so the fact that they could get Vincent Taylor, uh, seems to be an upgrade. Um, he's a little bit lighter. He's a, he's got a little bit more movement uh, to his game, but he's a clogger. He fits better for what this defense seems to want to do. Um, you know, so that that's really what it comes down to. And then Elianku is allegedly going to go to the practice squad if he clears waivers, which he probably will. So they'll still have him if they need him. But it's just, you know, you, you don't play a lot of – 50 pound guys that don't move. <laughs> and then obviously, you know, Joe Jackson brought in and, you know, uh, uh, Pete, I mean, I know it's going to be difficult for you getting over the loss of, you know, longtime favorite of Pete Smith in Chad Thomas. But we had talked about this last week. The Browns like their DNs big. And, you know, Joe Jackson, you know, the – athleticism isn't necessarily there. Um, maybe you can play a little interior. I'm not really sure in pass rushing, rushing situations. But, yeah, another big, thick guy at the defensive end position. Well, look, I mean, Chad, Chad Thomas gets released, and nobody puts in a claim, um, which is what I expected. He's not good. Well, he's never he doesn't have a good. job, Pete, so that wasn't going to help. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't really do anything. And and when they drafted him, at the time, I, I thought – they meant to get Joe Jackson, Joe uh, Jackson, who wasn't coming out for another year uh, at Miami because he was just—he was already better. He was the best player on that D line when you watch the tape of of uh, of Chad Thomas. 
that year in Miami. Um, and then Joe Jackson, you know, his profile doesn't jump out at you. He, he's sort of an all-around decent athlete. He's not great, but he doesn't have any glaring weaknesses. And his production is pretty consistent, but he didn't have like a breakout year. But he, he played three seasons, and they were all pretty good. He racked up a good amount of sacks uh, and some tackles for loss. His solo tackles were where he was hurting a little bit. Uh, he's a little bit lighter, uh, has has length, uh, which is nice, and gives him a fifth uh, defensive defensive end and potentially big enough. I don't know if they have any interest in doing it, but they could theoretically put, you know, Miles. Now they can more easily put Miles Garrett or or somebody like that on the inside. Uh, maybe they have an interest in in having uh, Jackson do that, but he's just more of a traditional base end whereas you know chad thomas i always thought if he if he was going to be make himself more valuable it would be in the form of being able to kick inside the defensive tackle and he never did that and yes at at the end of camp he got a little bit better but it was clear port augustine was substantially better so you know they you know they don't reportedly they haven't even talked to him about putting him on the practice squad so there's like (laughs) at least right now there is zero interest in him from anyone uh which you know somebody could add him later at some point he might be better as a as an odd front end maybe but overall he's just just it was never good and you know the browns gave up good players or players that can contribute for his sake and it never paid off no it was um and you know for the two years he was here and yes i mean we can go through the names and everybody knows them whether it's nasib and you know even a guy like zettel who contributed more in the small time that he was a cleveland brown than you know chad thomas um and this is look i mean you know for chad now going into year three i don't know it's not like anything's going to change i mean the practice squad wasn't going to change anything he's had the month with the coaches um you know obviously you know porter gustin has improved in his time and Chad Thomas just, I mean, he's just a guy that's out there at some times. Pete, now going into Raven Week, um, five, only five, you know, linebackers available. Um, you with Phillips, Taki Taki, Goodson, Tay Davis, and obviously the veteran Malcolm Smith. Um, but for me, where it really got interesting, Pete, and this cornerback, uh, you know, the cornerback group had a fantastic summer, but they got into a and it's weird because to this point, unless it was a lumba that I didn't see, nobody's gotten claimed or taken elsewhere. It was a really, really deep group. And, you know, Tavier Thomas, his special teams play. Look, I mean, sometimes you got to, you know, appease Mike Prefer. He's going to, you know, he needs some guys to work with there. Um, but in the same respects, you may only have, as of right now, three cornerbacks for the Baltimore game. So it's good that you got two corners back to the practice squad like they did, but, you know, it, it was just weird, and it was a tough situation, and it's certainly something that we're not accustomed to, to the Cleveland Browns, where you have such a positional group that you're, you know, basically kicking yourself because you're, you're going to have to risk the, uh, you know, the the possibility of losing some guys just because you're just too damn deep at one positional group. Um, I have to assume that they have confidence that somebody's coming back this week. I don't imagine they were they were looking at this and going, oh, we're going to be down three corners um, and, and Greedy's probably one of them. I think some of that was pretty precautionary, but we'll see. Uh, and yes, they do have some flexibility with the practice squad. AJ Green's on there. I would hope that Donovan Lumba is going to end up on there because I thought he was impressive and 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 has a unique uh, 
body type and skill set that that really seem to take well with this uh, defensive scheme. Uh, but uh, I, you know, the only thing that surprised me, I guess, is the fact that they didn't keep more. I, I thought they were going to keep seven. Uh, Tavier Thomas is, you know, a corner in name, but he's not, you know, he doesn't, I mean, he does rep it, but it's not like he's somebody you, you put in their corner. Um, they obviously got a little bit of help in the, in the fact that they got, uh, Ronnie Harrison that can, you know, allows you to have some flexibility, uh, with, with your, your safety position, being able to cover that spot. But, you know, you are sort of waiting to see, who's going to be ready to go and who isn't. But uh, defensively, you know, that pretty much went as expected. Again, you know, I think, I think, I, you know, I, I have talked about the nose position being uh, an area I thought they might upgrade, which they did. And I thought they might want a ninth defensive lineman, which they did. And then other than that, I, I think I, I got uh, everyone. Obviously, I didn't know it was going to be Ron- any of those guys specifically or Ronnie Harrison, but those are all positions where I thought they could get better. And we've talked about Woods and his scheme and his preference here of what he wants to do. You know, the obviously the you know the heavy onus on defensive line play and coverage within the secondary. Um, you know, Grant Elbert's still going to be a huge loss. Um, but you have four serviceable, serviceable guys at the safety position. Uh, just got to, you know, basically work a little harder. And, you know, I, I don't think, you know, any one of these guys is going to maybe take on the workload that Grant Telpit was. Um, but, you know, look, it's it, it's also like you never really had Grant Telpit. We just got a taste. Um, but, you know, either way, I mean, you, you got to be ready to go, you know, with Baltimore less than six days away. We're going to get to practice squad here. We'll talk a little bit on that. Obviously, we've hit on the offense, the defense here. Jeff Lloyd with Pete Smith on your Monday Locked on Browns. The Improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six of the brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go along with some of your favorites like uh, coconut almond, raspberry, and German chocolate. And of course, peanut butter bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. Bill Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and they are great with the keto diet. Your flavor profile for the peanut butter, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. Go to Built Bar and use the promo code Locked on again, builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on, all caps, no space, and you will get $10 off of your next order. One more time, locked on when you go to builtbar.com for $10 off your next order. Now, obviously, Pete, we mentioned some of the names here, and it consists of a Dontrell Hilliard, it consists of Benny LeMay and Adrian Green. Obviously, that was a, a coup for them as a player they really, really liked. Um, you know, Garrett Gilbert there, who most likely is probably going to be one of the four designated not to be taken away. Either way, I don't know how much it means because once you get to your third quarterback, it's probably not going to mean a hill of beans anyway. Um, and then obviously the last two spots, hopefully they are, you know, earmarking away for Eli Anku and for, you know, Farrell Brown, you know, who was part of a strong tight end group. Um, I would say Pete, maybe an extra kicker. Seems a little weird, but or is that maybe just a, a spot where you're saying you want to know what? 
what's the harm if we got 16 practice squad guys and this way maybe we can save you know some you know save some kicks from Austin Seibert where he doesn't have to do everything every single day yeah so practice squad to me is a little underwhelming um <laughs> it again, certainly right is. now right now I mean like again if you put Farrell Brown and Eli Anku on it you don't have room for a Luma so I don't know what the plan is there uh Robert Jackson is essentially the next man up on specials, near as I can figure. Montreal Meander is sort of the next man up behind Tay Davis and Malcolm Smith. Michael Dunn is fine. Brady Aiello is fine. Jamarcus Bradley doesn't do anything for me. Taywan Taylor, whatever. I, I, it's just uh, Johnny Stanton, it, it, you know, you have to have a backup uh, for the fullback. You have a couple tailbacks, but I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm, I like Javante Moffat. I like Elijah Benton. AJ Green is fine. Cody Parkey, whatever. Um, you know, it's just you get 16 guys on it, and still this group just doesn't feel very it doesn't, interesting. I mean, it's weird. It, it doesn't feel like practice squads of the past. You know, practice squads of the past, they were guys that you know. You know, maybe you felt needed a little more time. Like the, it, it, I guess it's, I guess what I'm saying is, it, it's weird with you know these second and third year players, and even Gilbert. It's, it's just kind of like, I mean, it just maybe practice squad isn't the appropriate name. You know, maybe it should be more, you know, taxi squad. I mean, is probably what it should be called for this season. Yeah, I mean, it really is just sort of like an extension of the roster uh, in this year again. And Jamarcus Bradley is like. He's like Rashard Higgins over again. Like everybody's sort of like this weird, like slightly lesser version of somebody else they have. So <laughs> it, it's sort of like, it's almost like they, they, they cloned guys and just stuck them on their practice squad. So, I mean, I, I get it. It's just like, there's nobody other than like the, the DBs really that I'm sort of like, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what he Brady Aiello is kind of interesting. Obviously he was here for about five minutes uh entirely for the sake of putting up the practice squad but like Jamarcus which was Bradley partly done Jamarcus Bradley doesn't really do anything for me he's not a good you know he didn't test he's sort of he's built just like Richard Higgins Taewon Taylor you know at some point he's got to do something like we, we I, you know he coming out of college I mean he was a really really talented prospect coming out of Western Kentucky uh, but yep. so far in his career, he has done literally nothing. Uh, he's a nice athlete and all the, those things, but, you know, whatever. So it's it's a very functional group in terms of what they're looking for. It just doesn't really do anything. There's not anybody where I'm going, man, you know, thank God, you know, thank God we were able to get this guy to the practice squad because I'd really like to see what he could do in a year. With, me, with the exception of those DBs, because obviously they invested a lot in A.J. Green. I've never understood it, but they like him. He's an, he's sort of his own corner. Fine. Uh, but Moffitt and Benton are at least interesting. But, like, the rest are basically just weird extens, extensions of the depth, which is, I guess, necessary for this season. Which is maybe what made this whole weekend a little bit different, because, you know, everybody, you know, everybody with the 80 to the 53 – Nah, I mean, it was, you know, everybody was basically getting rid of 11 players because, I mean, you know, with this 16-man practice squad, you're you're back at 69. And it's, you know, it's still, you know, NFL-wise, still a weird, big number. Pete, it's been a weird, crazy, long offseason. I mean, and I know, look, we, we had our doubts if we were going to get to this point where we were talking about, hey, we're going to play the Ravens in six days. 
it, 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 you know, there were times, guys, it really seemed bleak. And, you know, I, again, I appreciate all of you for sticking along for the ride because, and look, it was, it was tough to do the show day in, day out because we just weren't getting as much information or stuff to see where we could, you know, put together, you know, what you guys have been used to as far as the show here. But Pete, it's, you know, and for the players for the most part, they seem like they are, you know, legit buying in and, you know, they're, they're going to toe this line, what needs to be done to get these games in. Man, it, bro, it feels like a long time coming that we're actually saying here, we're talking about playing the Ravens in six days. Well, like, you know, the, the whole roster cut down and everything feels like it happened quick because we didn't have a preseason. So you're it, it, it's fast from that standpoint that, you know, you're going from this to all of a sudden, you know, it's uh, Labor Day and then, you know, there's a game soon after. So it, it feels like it's going fast from that standpoint, you know, even though it's not, um, you know, and, and there were some like late drama things like the whole Jadavian Clowney thing didn't get settled till you know, really today. Um, so it feels like there, there's, you know, there, there's a lot to, to sort of be settled when there really isn't and they can get going right now. Yeah. But I mean, look folks, I mean, we're here. Um, you know, obviously it's, you know, we're, you know, less than, you know, closing on, you know, less than six days now, kicking it off against Baltimore Ravens down in Baltimore. Um, so obviously we're going to, Pull through this week with the coverage on that, you know, start talking about Baltimore. You know, we're going to go back to crossovers. Um, everybody, um, your prayers have been answered. Yes, the crossover episodes will now be released on Thursday. So we're not going to get into situations where it's that weird point of the you know, week to talk. I mean, Wednesdays was too earlier. Um, Ross Jackson, he's uh, now kind of, he hosts Locked on Saints. He's kind of our go-to guy. And he asked us a bunch of questions on what we wanted to do to improve the lineup. And we were all pretty much in agreement. We wanted to do the crossover shows later in the week um, with injuries and so many other things. It was just, you know, better ability to put together a better episode of that portion. And I know a lot of you guys do love it. And I, I like sitting down once a week with, you know, host of the other shows. So, you know, that's, you know, some of the differences that are going to be here. Um, things are going to be a little bit, you know, different as far as, you know, how we do the show, the coverage of it this year. Um, there's going to be something d- uh, different coming from me which uh, you know, I'm pretty excited about. That'll come out a little bit later this week. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be you know, sharing all that with you um, as far as, you know, just one more individual, and it'll be, you know, a video segment of the show, and, you know, I'll get some out. Um, but just excited to be here where we are. And, look, I mean, by no means is this completely over the situation that we're all living in within the United States, but, you know, to get back to, you know, some normalcy somehow, some way, you know, basically peeking your head out from under the covers, you know, type of thing is it's where we're at. And just hopefully, you know, this can just continue to get better. And, you know, it won't be 6,000 people in the stadium. We can get to the point where it's, you know, gradually to 12 to 20 and then full capacity. Um, Cause I'm sure you guys are all excited as hell to get into that stadium and see this Cleveland Browns product, just like the, you know, the rest of us are um, make sure you're checking everything out. Browns digest on SI Pete and his team are doing a fantastic job over there at underscore Pete Smith on Twitter for Pete. Uh, me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show itself at Lockdown Browns. You guys know DMs are open. Any information you guys want, hit me on either of those counts. Um, but just, you know, I'm looking forward to this week and, and just getting actually talking about X's and O's. And look, this is stuff we did. You know, we kind of even sort of did pregame shows for precinct games, but we're, we're getting into a real football game this week. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty geek, pretty excited, pretty stoked for it all. 
Uh, so with all of that, that will put a bow on your Monday episode of Locked On Browns. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.